Welcome back to the Practical Woodsman Podcast. I'm so glad to have you join me again this week. In this episode, I thought that it would be fun for us to talk about hats. That's right, all sorts of hats. Brimmed hats like fedoras, cowboy hats, genuine Panama hats, outdoor hats in general, but also things like baseball caps, toboggans. Do you know what a toboggan is? A toboggan is what we call knit caps where I'm from that you wear in the winter time. Sometimes it's got a little like fuzzy ball on the top of it. We call those toboggans. Now I know that, for example, when I lived for a while out in New England, that the folks out there call those uh, beanies, I think. So anyway, depending on where you're at, you might call them something entirely different. But so you know, when I talk about toboggans, not just in this show, but from now until eternity, when I'm talking about toboggans, I'm talking about those knit caps uh, that you wear in the wintertime usually <laughs> that used to be the rule uh, I see these uh, hipsters wearing toboggans in the middle of summer with t-shirts and stuff for for fashion now that seems real ridiculous to me because uh, I don't know about you but when it's 100 degrees in the summertime I ain't looking for anything to make me less cool I'm looking for things to make me cooler and I don't mean in the fashion sense I mean in the temperature <laughs> department but anyway this fantastic hat discussion that we're going to have this week will be in the context of their usefulness or their lack of usefulness in the woods the mountains the wilderness the backcountry when you see all these folks wearing Indiana Jones looking hats in the woods do these hats actually serve any practical purpose or are they just completely for show are they simply for vanity are we just seeing this wide-scale pretend thing going on with completely grown adults going out into the woods play and playing make-believe make believe that they are movie heroes or action characters or are there legitimate reasons in reality for wearing fedoras and brimmed hats or outdoor hats whatever you want to call them that offer some real and practical benefit in the wilderness and out in the backcountry a while back I was chatting with a a girl who was an honest-to-God archaeologist. I mean, she was an honest-to-God real archaeologist out on archaeological digs and all those sorts of things. And when she showed me these pictures of her on these archaeological digs out in the, the wilderness, in the desert and stuff like that, what do you reckon she was wearing in all of those pictures? That's right. An Indiana Jones style fedora working under a canopy dressed in Laura Croft style clothes and wearing an Indiana Jones style fedora it might have even been an officially licensed Indiana Jones fedora you know with the little metal pin on the side and everything that has Indiana Jones title could have been I don't know I didn't look at it that close but my point is that there are those who I have encountered that seem to be grown adult people playing some sort of cosplay make-believe thing out there which you know I, I laugh about it I, I kind of think it's a little ridiculous but but when you think about it it ain't a whole lot more ridiculous I suppose than what actors do every day is it the reason that this episode exists really is to talk about whether there are practical legitimate purposes and uses for these types of hats 
out in the woods do they offer any advantages is the hat just part of a a woodsman costume so to speak that people wear because they think they're supposed to wear that's the way they're supposed to look when they're in the woods we're going to get into all that but before we do let's take care of just a couple real brief announcements and then we can get on to the meat and taters of all this stuff announcement number one the practical woodsman podcast this show that you're either watching or listening to is now available in both video and audio only formats all major podcast platforms should be carrying it now in its audio only form but if you're listening to the show in its audio only form I also want to let you know that it's available as a video on both YouTube and Rumble in a video format so you just got to go onto YouTube or Rumble and search for the practical woodsman and then that way you can actually see who is this guy stirring up all this trouble and conflict what's he look like it's kind of like uh, when you're driving down the road somebody's doing something real stupid on the highway and you, and you just got to pass them you just got to pass them so you can get a look at what's this who is this turkey what do they look like maybe what what explains any of this so if you'd like to see me talking rather than just hear me you have that option on youtube and rumble I'd love for you to uh, subscribe please to uh, both both of those channels announcement number two the practical woodsman official online community is not on facebook it will never be on facebook and i'll tell you why i don't like their censorship policies and i even though i don't think i have anything that i would want to say that they would want to censor the fact that they hold such a low standard for freedom of legal speech means they're not somebody that I want to support and uh, so that's not where I want to get my group started at so uh, the the platform that I've chosen is the locals platform that's spelled L-O-C-A-L-S and they're committed to ensuring that uh, we can have free open discussions about any legal topic that you want to discuss so I hope you'll support me you'll support platforms like that by joining me over there on the locals platform the way you do it is you go to the practical woodsman dot locals l-o-c-a-l-s dot com another way you can do it is you can download the locals dot com app from the app store and then just search for the practical woodsman announcement number three i will regularly have three different show types appearing on the youtube and rumble channels one is adventures that's just me out in the woods doing stuff in the woods there's a brand new adventure that i just published uh, last week it's adventure number 12 be sure to check that out a lot of good stuff in there it's actually me over the years uh, backpacking in all sorts of weather in all sorts of terrain in all sorts of conditions some of them quite brutal i'll tell you that so if you haven't seen adventure number 12 yet check that out of course i can't make that into a, an audio only version because the whole nature of it depends on you being able to see what i'm doing show type number two is this podcast and show type number three is also not uh, not well made for audio only versions but uh, those will be shorts and so those will be also video in the video format so adventures the podcast and shorts i was looking here recently at the stetson bozeman outdoor hat and i was reading different reviews i was trying to get a sense of the quality of this hat's build and its size and and all these things in doing so i saw somebody's review that caught my attention and gave me a little chuckle in regards to the stetson bozeman hat one reviewer said and i'm paraphrasing here 
No, I don't think I'm a cowboy by wearing this hat. I'm not pretending to be a major league ball player when wearing my baseball cap either. I like that. thought that was a pretty clever review. To set the stage for this discussion, I'm going to be using the term outdoor hat quite a bit. And uh, actually, I think I'll be using the term fedora more than anything. And when I talk about fedoras, you can just include cowboy hats, Australian outback hats, and things into that category. But outdoor hat refers to any brimmed hat in the style of fedoras, cowboy hats, Australian outback hats, African safari hats, and so forth. I realize the term outdoor hat seems a little silly since any hat you own is probably primarily meant to be worn outdoors, right? For example, even fedoras that are intended to complement dress suits and formal wear are primarily intended to be worn outside of the house, not inside your house. You wear them when you walk out the door and then you go down to the theater or the restaurant and uh, then once you get inside the restaurant you take the hat off or inside the theater so we're not talking about those sorts of hats you know these uh, uh, what would you call formal formal fine hats when I'm talking about outdoor hats even though they also are intended for being outdoors technically no we're talking about the woods you know the backcountry the ranch, stuff like that. Outdoor hats are any of these fedora style hats or cowboy style hats that have as their purpose to be used in the backcountry or in the wilderness or on the range or on the ranch or climbing through the mountains somewhere. Outdoor hats are usually designed a little different than non-outdoor hats. They're, they're meant to take more abuse. For example, the most famous hat in the world, which I have here, is the Indiana Jones style hat. Look at that. See, when I started the show, I tried to keep my hair in place as long as humanly possible because I know that as soon as I start putting on these hats, I'm gonna my hair's gonna be all wonky. But there you go. That is that is a an actual Indiana Jones hat. I bought it twenty something years ago. Now most people think of the Indiana Jones hat as being an outdoor hat, but it's it's not. It's technically this is not an outdoor hat. You know, but if you've been brought up in the last forty years, odds are good that you probably think of it as an outdoor hat just because of its history in the movies and the way it's portrayed in the movies. But the Indiana Jones fedora that you see me wearing and holding right now is in reality a very formal hat it's designed for formal occasions that's why it has an an inner silk lining do you see that inner silk lining there and it has uh, something called a gross grain ribbon and bow as a band let me show that to you so very formal design this is a very nice hat by the way I mean it's one of the finer hats that I own but I do not take this hat into the back country this is a hat that I wear with suits um, in more formal attire and uh, I also don't wear this hat very often in the summertime I might wear it in the spring I might wear it uh, in the fall early fall all through the fall all through winter time I'll wear this hat but it's not something I take in the woods. It's not something I use in the summertime. The reason for that is that this is made out of wool felt. So, uh, you know, and it's a heavy wool felt. That That's, you all know, I'm sure, that uh, much of the heat that escapes from your body escapes from your head. So when you put on a hat like this that is made out of thick, tightly compressed wool, it's not cool again I'm not talking in the fashion sense I'm talking about uh, temperature wise 
this will actually keep your body warm. I, I'm, I'm getting hot in it right now, wearing it for this. But at any rate, the Indiana Jones fedora is a formal hat. It is not an outdoor hat. Outdoor hats do away with this silk inner lining that you see. In fact, most outdoor hats will not have an inner lining. And outdoor hats certainly don't have these highfalutin fancy gross grain ribbons and bows on the sides of them. You see that because those things are out of place and ridiculous out in the wilderness. So they typically have no inner liner at all. Um, I'll show you an example of what I'm talking about. Here's a hat uh, that uh, you will see me wearing in one of my videos. Yeah, this is a cheap hat I got from Tractor Supply. Uh, if you're outside the United States, we have a, a store chain here uh, called Tractor Supply Company. And uh, they have like feed for animals, farm supplies, clothing. They have some clothing and stuff like that. I got this hat from there. But notice that the hat, this hat, the new one that I'm holding up, has no inner lining at all. It does have a band on the inside that is made out of cloth, and that's to, to absorb sweat. Many hats have a leather, a leather inner band, uh, but outdoor hats typically will, uh, they sometimes have a leather band, leather inner band, sweat band, but uh, oftentimes they're, they're cloth. And so this hat, which if you watch my video, Comfort in a Snowstorm, I'm wearing this hat all through that that documentary or that video. But my point is, is that outdoor hats do away with the inner lining. And instead of having that gross grain ribbon and bow on the side, they'll typically have a leather band, like a narrow leather band, like I'm showing here on this hat, going around the hat. Uh, or they'll have a cloth band, or they'll have some other narrow band more more appropriate for the woods, such as you see the Stetson here has a leather, uh, the Stetson straw hat that I'm holding up has a leather band around the outside. This is an outdoor hat. Cordage, sometimes you'll see cordage around the outer part of an outdoor style fedora or cowboy hat or things of that nature. I've been a serious hat enthusiast since I was about 12 or 13. I paid about $50 for the very first fedora that I ever owned, which I had to order from a magazine because there weren't no internet back in them days. $50 at that time was a fortune and uh, I mean way beyond anything that I had. So I actually had to borrow the money from a buddy and then slowly pay him back. Uh, that first hat that I bought was a brown fedora, similar in style to the Indiana Jones hat. And I still own it to this day. I've, I've been showing you uh, of me as a child actually wearing this hat. But this is, this is the actual hat. My first fedora that I bought. My first, oh, fedora, you know, slash fine hat, uh, dress hat that I ever bought. And you can see it's it's holding up pretty good. It's, I mean, it's a little dusty, but uh, this also is wool felt. I've had it. I've owned it since I was 12 or 13 years old. Let's see if it still fits me. Eh, don't look too bad. So that I don't forget, let me say this, that I would not own, I would not buy a hat, a fine hat for outdoor use or not for outdoor use. I wouldn't buy one with a brim under two and a half inches and actually two and a half inches is cutting it pretty narrow in my opinion now i know that all the rage these days when you're talking about a fedora type hat is these very it's like the frank sinatra style hat which is a a fedora with a very uh narrow maybe a two inch brim around the edge uh, those are very impractical for the woods I would not take a hat like, there's no reason to take a hat like that out into the woods. Now, if you want to dress up and go to a restaurant with your girlfriend or something like that in a hat like that, then I'm all for it. What I'm saying is that for the woods, for the backcountry, by reducing the length of the brim so much down to like two inches, well, then you're just undoing every practical use that that hat could 
practically serve for you in real life out in the backcountry. So let me just get that in there so I don't forget to mention it later. So anyway, those of you who are watching the video can see me that I'm wearing this hat that I've owned since I was 13 years old. It's brown and I still own it to that to this day. And uh, actually uh, a mentor of mine, a very dear mentor that I grew up with. Uh, his name was Dave Selvage. He's a he was a Cherokee Indian. Uh, a real Cherokee Indian, not like one 100th Cherokee Indian. He was an actual Cherokee Indian. And he was my my life mentor and he was very um, passionate about fedoras and these styles of hats and uh, so of course I had that influence from a very young age now the hat it's so beat up and old by this point as you can see in the video I mean maybe it actually from what I can see looking at myself in the 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 video uh, the hat doesn't look too bad it actually looks pretty fine but um, in real life you know it's starting to show its age it's a little it's a little old looking but when I first got it, you know, it was a very fine fedora. This is a dress hat. This is not an outdoor hat. You remember what the original question was? I promised I'd answer it, didn't I? For purposes of backpacking, woodsman activities, survival, bushcraft, and things of this sort, is there any practical reason for you to make a hat a permanent part of your gear? The answer is yes. There are definite and measurable benefits to a brimmed outdoor hat depending on the circumstances. It's not just for dress up and pretend. It's not just for fashion. It ain't just for looking great out in the woods and you know getting some really great pictures for Instagram. There are legitimate utilitarian reasons for making a brimmed hat, an outdoor hat, a cowboy hat, uh, an Australian outback hat, a permanent part of your gear. Within context, we're going to talk about several of the benefits, but we're also going to mention some drawbra drawbacks. I don't always take one of these hats with me into the woods. Not all the time. Would you like to know the number one reason of all reasons why I like to wear an outdoor brimmed hat in the backcountry. The number one reason above all reasons, and this applies specifically to warm weather, I'd say anything from late spring to uh, mid-fall, that is to say mid-autumn. My number one reason for wearing one of these hats is that I have found nothing more practical or better for keeping flying insects out of my face than to wear a brimmed hat like this. Let me tell you this, and this is true, and there's some of you out there might even be able to back me up on this. A bunch of cowboys might be watching this. You folks down in Texas and stuff like that wearing cowboy hats all the time for the same reasons that I'm talk going to be talking about today. Utilitarian, legitimate reasons for wearing a hat rather than just looking like you're at a magazine photo shoot. For some reason, and I don't know what it is, flying insects typically, typically do not fly beyond the brim of a brimmed hat. So if I'm not wearing the hat and I'm just backpacking through the woods, what, what happens in warm weather? Well, you, 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 you get hot. You start to sweat to death. Your head is sweaty. Your hair's soaking with sweat. And what do you get? The, the flying insects come out, the horse flies, the gnats, the skeeters, you know, the mosquitoes, and they all swarm around your head. And I mean, it drives you nuts. It drives you nuts. Now, it's not so bad as long as you're on, you're on the move. But as soon as you stop and sit down to take a break, they just come at you and they just swarm like a cloud around your head. If you're not wearing a hat or let's say you're just wearing like a baseball cap you see the baseball cap does not have the same effect they still get right up against your face they're flying in your face and uh, I mean it is it is maddening so easiest solution and it's not the only solution so for example 
you get into camp at night, get your fire going, I'll tell you right now, that's better than any uh, DEET spray is a fire. Just get your fire going. Get up, sit next to the fire, and um, the skeeters will not bother you. Bugs won't bother you. They're, they're more attracted to that fire or the smoke keeps them away. Uh, it, whatever. Fire is just a fantastic thing out there for keeping bugs away. But apart from building a fire, wearing a brimmed hat is the best thing I've found. And like I said, it's almost mystical the way they won't go beyond the brim of my hat and get up against my face. So they're, they're generally swarming my head still, but outside the boundaries of the brim of my outdoor hat. So that that's it. That's my number one reason in the summertime. It's not the only reason. It's just for me the most really beneficial reason why I like wearing these hats. It, it really makes the the whole experience a lot, a lot more pleasurable when you don't have bugs bug, buzzing right up into your face. Now, uh, I don't want to give you the wrong idea that if you're wearing one of these hats, no bugs will get around your face. That's not what I'm saying. When you're not wearing the hat, they're there constantly and by the truckloads. When you are wearing the hat, you might get one extra bold skeeter come flying up near your nose or something like that, but it, it's an exception rather than a constant uh, rule, you know, a constant happening. Uh, apart from that, the hat is very useful for taking off. I'm demonstrating this for those of you watching <clears throat> and swatting at things. So, without a hat, what I would do if I'm hiking down a, a trail, it's 100 degrees outside, and I got these uh, biting flies, you know, horse flies, skeeters, gnats, that sort of thing, driving me crazy. I'll break off a, a tree branch like a sapling tree branch and I'll wave that around my head but that gets tiring and old so the, the hat just makes everything so much more pleasant and if you walk into a particularly thick cloud of them you can just take your hat off wave it around get them all out of the area so that's one of my primary reasons for wearing an outdoor hat or a fedora in the warmer months but here's something to keep in mind Outdoor hats or fedoras are generally generally made out of different things. So you got fur felt, wool felt, leather, straw. You know your genuine Panama hat, of course, is made out of straw. And then there's something that I just kind of discovered here recently, which is paper. Let me show you that. I picked up this hat not too awful long ago. Uh, as a curiosity really it didn't it wasn't didn't cost that much and uh, I said well it's kind of a a handsome looking hat this is a paper hat I mean this thing it looks like a Panama fedora but it, it's completely made out of out of paper you see it's got a cotton lining on the inside and it's got a cotton sweatband so like I said it didn't cost very much I picked it up this is by no means a, a fine hat I mean, this is, uh, I can't remember what I paid for it, $25, $30 or something like it. Maybe less than that, actually. But not one of my favorite hats. Like I said, I kind of bought it as a curiosity. It's not ugly. Those of you watching the video, I think, would agree. It's, uh, it's not an ugly hat. But there you go. That's what a, a paper Panama imitation hat looks like with a, a teardrop crown. All right, so we mentioned several of the different types of hats. Fur felt, wool, leather, straw, paper. I'm sure I'm missing, missing something. You guys can uh, hit me up there in the comments or even better yet, contribute to this discussion on the official The Practical Woodsman online community over there at Locals, thepracticalwoodsman.com locals.com here's what I'll tell you about uh, wool fedoras like I said earlier <laughs> it's wool and most of the heat from your body escapes out your head so by wearing a wool fedora you're not really doing yourself any favors in the summertime months and I'll tell you something about 
in any hat, even if you're just wearing a baseball cap, do you know what happens? Hauling 30 pounds on your back up a 3,000 foot mountain in the middle of the summertime, your head sweats to death and it soaks whatever hat you're wearing. Now, what do you know about wool and water? Well, you should know that the wool will shrink. It will. So back to this hat that I picked up from the tractor supply. Got this thing for, it also has a teardrop crown, but I paid no more than, I'd say, $20 for this hat. It is wool felt. Let's see what brand this is. It says Dorfman Pacific Company. Uh, I said, boy, that's, you know, for 20 bucks, that's, that's an excellent hat. And uh, it has been an excellent outdoor hat, but it is wool. And if I were to wear this in the summertime, several things would happen. First of all, it w it's not keeping me any cooler. This, this thing is not going to keep me any cooler. I don't care how anybody tries to spin it. This hat, this particular hat made out of wool, is not going to keep me any cooler. It might keep the sun off my face and stuff like that. It ain't keeping me any cooler. And on any long excursion where you're traveling by foot in warm weather, you are going to sweat a lot. And so the hat is going to get wet whether it's raining or not. Uh, I hope you see where I'm going at with this. It doesn't need to be raining for the hat to get wet. It only has to be warm outside. Your own sweat will make the hat wet. And then when the hat dries, it, it does shrink. It begins to shrink. And the more times that happens, the more it shrinks. So then again, also in the summertime, something that you'll always deal with that you will not deal with in the wintertime are the frequent possibility, probability, I should say, of thunderstorms. So the likelihood of getting rained on is very great. And so this hat can get wet. Again, when it starts to dry, it will shrink. And shrinking is not the only issue, by the way. Mildew is another issue with wool felt, with any felt, to be honest. If you're going to wear a fur felt fedora in the summertime, you know, I don't think it's the most practical thing to do. I think straw, which I'm about to show you, straw or paper, this paper fedora. But if you're dead set on wearing a, some type of felt, fur felt hat into the backcountry in warmer weather, the only way that would make sense, and it doesn't really make sense for reasons that I'll tell you, is to find a hat that's made out of beaver fur felt, specifically. Why beaver fur felt? Because beaver fur is very water resistant. From what I understand, the, the water beads up and rolls off rather than, than absorb into the hat. However, even though that sounds great, the problem with that idea is that beaver fur felt hats, among the finest and most expensive on the market, I'm talking a low-end beaver felt fur felt fedora is probably probably $600 or something like that. So my question would be, are you really going to spend $600 on a hat and then feel comfortable beating it up out in the backcountry? exposing it to all the elements you know i mean anybody who's ever spent time in the woods knows the true nature of what that's like try to take an egg with you sometime when you do that no matter how careful you are i'll tell you the truth this is the truth when you get into camp at the end of the day you're not certain that that egg ain't broken are you you're hoping it ain't broken but you ain't certain it is not broken so that's my point. Everything out in the backcountry is kind of taking a beating. Your hat has to be able to do that too. So, you know, if you're infinitely rich and stuff like that, you're spending $600 on a beaver fedora, taking it outdoors with you, letting it get beat up and rained on and subjected to all them out, squished. You know, it's going to get squished because you're going to take it off at night and in the dark. You're going to throw your backpack over on the other side of the tent or something like that, and it's going to land right on your hat. Uh, there's just no way of assuring that something very 
valuable that is breakable or you know th- there's no way of assuring that anything that you take out into the woods isn't going to suffer abuse including your 600 or 800 dollar beaver fur felt fedora so that's something to think about the beaver fur felt <clears throat> is the only one that i would feel real comfortable getting soaked in rain or sweat and at the same time i'm not comfortable with that idea at all because it cost me 600 dollars so I'm not going to spend $600 on a hat, on a beater upper, I'd say, to take out into the woods. Leather fedoras are an option for the warmer months, but not the colder months. The reason why I say that is because leather gets hard. Uh, a leather, I, I had a leather fedora for a long time. It did great dur- during different times of the year. But in the winter time, it would get very uh, rigid. Another good thing about leather hats is that they can take a beating and they can last for several years, even in the elements. But like everything, they wear out too. And in the summertime, it seems to me like they can be a little hot. Uh, Not a lot of air is passing through a leather hat. So in the hottest months, I've gone to wearing genuine Panama hats and other straw hats. This is a Stetson. Uh, This is not one of my favorite hats. I'll tell you why. For the same reasons we mentioned back at the beginning. The brim is too short. I think this is a two and a half inch brim. Which is not my preference. What I think is perfect is three inches and a little bit more than three inches. So three inches, three and a quarter for a brim. You want something that's going to cover your ears. Provide shade on your face. Something you can tilt down and keep the sun out of your eyes. Uh, but also something that is going to cover the back of your neck. You know, a straw fedora in the summertime is very good at that. Even though a lot of heat escapes from your head, the design of a good straw hat is such that that heat escapes. And at the same time, the hat provides you shade all over the top part of your body. And uh, so they're very nice. But this one that I'm showing off in the video right now, it's a Stetson. You'll notice it's got no inner lining. It does have a leather headband, but my problem with the hat is how how narrow the brim is. So it's not completely useless. It's just it's really right there on the edge of being of the brim being too small to really make it practical or worth my while to take out into the woods. Uh, here's another brown felt fedora looks like an indiana jones hat it's not it's just a brown dress hat that i got from my mentor dave selvage when he died Uh, he died back in 2016 he so i inherited this and this is a nice hat with a uh, silk inner lining leather band you'll see some duct tape on there on the inside i'll tell you why that is dave selvage was a big man big cherokee man and uh, his head was quite a bit bigger than mine. So when I inherited this hat, it did not fit. It sat on my shelf for a long time, and I said, well, it's not doing any good up there. So what I did was I took out the leather band, I took out all the uh, silk inner lining, I took off the outer band too, the outer gross grain uh, ribbon, took that off. And I sprayed this hat with the water hose. Then I set it out in the sun until it dried and it shrank and I tried it on and it still didn't fit so I sprayed it with the water hose again I went, again I went back out set it in the sun it shrank some more and that second time it shrank it fit my head perfectly and I put everything back on the, in there the uh, leather band I put in the liner did everything put it all back together and now I can actually wear my mentor's hat I'm very proud of that but again this is not an outdoor hat this is a a dress hat. Before I show you my finer straw hats, I have a friend. <clears throat> he goes around and dumpster dives around the area. And he found, I think, 10 of these hats when in one of his dumpster dives. And he come around to me and he said, hey, you want any of those hats? And I said, well, yeah, sure I do. Well, let, me, let me check that hat out. And this is a cheapy hat made in China. Just a straw 100% straw hat, but it, is not, it does not have a tight weave on it. The band on the outside is not leather or anything. I mean, it looks like cheap plastic or something. 
but I'm telling you what, that hat fits me just right. Now, it's not the most stylish thing in the world, I'll tell you that, but the way it's woven, it's got uh, up on the crown, it's got plenty of space up there for heat for my head to escape. The hat looks like it could take all kinds of abuse. And I'll tell you what, I just, I can't get rid of it because, I mean, the thing's a monster. It's a beast. It feels like it could take all kinds of abuse. And yet it's so practical. It does everything I need. It's got a three, I think a three and a quarter brim on it. So it does all the things I mentioned. It covers my ears, covers the back of my neck, covers the front of my face, uh, lets my head air out. And uh, so I hope you can get a, a real nice look at that hat. I just feel really fortunate that he come by that day and said, hey, you want one of these. Because a lot of that stuff is just trash. And I pass. I pass on a lot of the things he offers me. This here is a uh, an authentic, a genuine, rollable Panama fedora. These things are so light. Now let me show you how you would roll up this Panama. You pop the top fold the hat down like this and then you roll it and the reason why that is so great is because you can just stick that into your bag or your backpack if you're out in the backcountry or whatever you don't want to be wearing a hat you can just stuff that in your backpack like that and then when you want to get it out you unroll it it pops right back into place now the reason why I don't wear this rollable genuine Panama rollable fedora is that it doesn't really fit me. It was a gift from somebody I know that's from Ecuador uh, years ago. Uh, that's where the, by the way, that's where the genuine Panama hats come from. And if you're curious about why a, a Panama hat is called a Panama hat and not an Ecuadorian hat, well, one of the U.S. presidents was down in Panama during the opening of the Panama Canal wearing one of these hats from Ecuador. That's how they came to be known as the Panama Fedora, even though they're made in Ecuador. But anyway, it doesn't fit me. It was a gift, and she did not guess my size right. It's a tragedy, but I've held on to it for, uh, because it, it has a lot of sentimental value to me. But there you go. That's what a rollable Panama Fedora looks like. And I mean, I'll tell you what, if you can get your get your hands on a rollable Panama fedora, they are fantastic for the hottest months of the year because they are, they weigh nothing. These are not rigid. These are very soft and rollable, but they they do maintain their shape. Good looking hats. I know I said that outdoor hats don't have ribbons and bands on them like that. And these Panamas, a lot of these Panamas do. You can find them that you can find them in the outdoor style even though they do have the formal ribbon and bow on them. Because they excel in so many other ways, this would be the hat that I would say is the exception as far as taking a, what some would consider a formal hat out into the woods. I would take this out into the woods, and I'm on the search for another hat of this, of this type. And finally, you will see me wearing this hat in many videos because I'm very fond of it. I got this from Hats in the Belfry. And at the end of the show, I'm gonna tell you what some of my favorite hat shops are. Again, no inner lining. It has a cotton inner band to absorb sweat. And this is a, this is a Panama fedora. It's a genuine Panama fedora. This is my favorite straw hat. So in the warmest months, until I can find a replacement for this roll-up Panama, this rigid, this more rigid straw hat is the one that I like to wear in the summertime. So that is my suggestion for a hat in the summertime. In the wintertime, you're going to want to wear a felt hat or wool hat, something like that. What are some other legitimate uses for these outdoor hats? Number one, they keep your head cool. So your the heat is escaping from your head, and yet these these straw hats don't trap the heat up there. They they let the heat escape, and by shielding you from the sun, they keep you cool. Of course, we mentioned the number one reason: 
keeping bugs away from your face. You can see this fedora I'm wearing again. Again, this is a straw hat that has a formal ribbon around the outside of it, gross grain bow and ribbon instead of an outdoor like leather strap or anything like that. Still, this qualifies as a good outdoor hat nevertheless because of how it excels in other ways like keeping my head cool legitimate use number two for outdoor hats we said keeps your head cool how about it keeps your head warm that's right felt hats the wool fedoras they keep your head warm uh, number three keeps the sun out of your eyes off your face tips of your ears off the back of your neck number four keeps the rain out of your eyes when you're back in the back country and uh, you get this huge storm blow in on you uh, even a baseball cap like I showed you earlier where'd that thing go even the baseball cap does not excel at keeping rain out of your face because it only covers the front the directly in front of your face and so the rain is coming in from the sides and pelting you in the eyes it can be very hard to see and to hike and to get through the woods when when the rain is striking you right in the face so a fedora especially these uh, straw fedoras because that's typically when you're going to get hit by rain in warm weather they will keep the rain from hitting you directly in the face you can tilt it down like that and walk like that and so the rain is not hitting you from either the sides or from in front and uh, keeps your vision clear your doesn't doesn't get into your eyes um, number five if you use a, a rain poncho you know how the rain poncho has a hood well the hood will come up and instead of falling into your face if you're wearing a hat like this the hood will actually drape over the, the hat and the brim will hold it out away from your face so you can still stay dry and hike in the rain the hat keeps your poncho hood up out of your face and not just your poncho hood but even your jacket hood or anything like that how about this a mosquito net now you can take a mosquito net you know, for your head and just put it over your head but then it falls right against your face not when you're wearing a fedora when you're wearing a fedora and you put a mosquito net up over your head again the brim holds the mosquito net out away from your face so you don't feel claustrophobic the bugs and the critters can't get right up into your face like that so for a mosquito net wearing an outdoor hat cowboy hat Australian outback hat fedora of any kind like that uh, is really nice um, number seven these hats are a really nice tool for fanning things like your fire you know I mentioned earlier like if you're walking through a, a cloud of gnats or anything like that you can swat them away you can blow them away with your hat uh, but also when you're building your fire or you're trying to renew your fire or get your fire going again these things are fantastic for taking off and fanning those coals and getting that fire going furthermore you can use it to fan yourself it moves a lot of air these hats move a lot of air and a lot better the, again than these ball caps ball caps are nice and I use them all the time in the woods but um, they don't they, I don't consider these ball caps a tool an actual tool like I consider my fedora number eight these hats can be used to scavenge and collect nuts wild edibles those sorts of things so you go out you want to collect a bunch of nuts into the, your hat you just take your hat off and you use it like a bucket uh, it's very useful like that now I've seen people uh, even heard of people like cowboys using their hats to scoop water and use it like a water bucket to either wash out of or stuff like that that's something you can do it's not something I would do not with a hat that I value and want to last for a long time that's not something I would do but some people do do it for napping <laughs> probably not a the most important of uses but uh, it, you know it's not nothing for napping I think it's delicious to sit back up against a tree and to tilt my fedora down and provide myself some kind of blocks out the, the daylight 
and I can take a nap right there in the middle of the day with my hat tilted over my eyes. And I do that all the time. Of course, I can do that too with my ball cap. So that's not something that's exclusive to a fedora. You can also do that with your ball cap, and I do do that all the time. Tilt my hat down, take a nap uh, while leaned up against a tree. Now, I ain't going to lie to you and say that style means absolutely nothing to me. I try my best to find a hat that not only is uh, can take a beating and serve all those uh, useful purposes for me, but that also looks good on me, that I feel good wearing. But fashion is actually at the very, very bottom of the list. It's not near the top. And, you know, frankly, when I get into the backcountry, I, I, there's nobody out there. <laughs> I don't see anybody for days, for many, many miles, for many days. Uh, so I'm not real worried about being seen and even less than that am I worried about what people would think if I was seen while I'm out there now here's some things to keep in mind in severe cold let me find my other fedora the one you see me wearing out into the uh, back country in a snowstorm so this fedora as much as I love it in severe cold a fedora will not keep your ears warm it will not keep you warm uh, as much as you need to be warm, especially if you ain't moving. If I were going on to a big, let's say 50 mile backpacking trip, and I know the temperatures are gonna be hovering at around freezing or way below freezing. Yeah, let's say way below freezing, because if it's just freezing, I think I would take this hat and be all right. But if it's way below freezing, and I know that's, it's gonna be like that for the majority of the trip, I probably would not take a fedora at all because it does nothing to, to keep my ears warm or anything like that. So I would be more likely to just take my toboggan. So I'm wearing right now a wool toboggan with a polyester lining on the inside and it's kind of like a Sherpa toboggan. So it's got these things that come down and cover my ears. This is more practical on a real cold trip on a real cold environment. So the question you'd want to ask yourself is, is it even worth it then? If it's so cold that in order to stay warm, I'm going to be having to wear my toboggan most of the time. Again, uh, lots of folks call these uh, beanies. I, we call them toboggans. But it's a knit hat. Keeps your ears warm, keeps your head warm. And if 99% of the time that I'm out there in the backcountry... I'm going to have to have my head covered like this to stay warm. Is it really practical for me to also carry my fedora? You know, my my cowboy hat or my outdoor hat. Is it really practical? Because at some point it just becomes unnecessary weight that it's just a bother. You're trying to find something to do with it. You're trying to find some way to carry it while not wearing it and stuff like that. So... That's something to think about. A Panama, genuine Panama straw fedora in cold weather is not practical. It doesn't keep my head warm at all. And I don't need my head to be any cooler. So it's really not a practical tool at all or accessory at all for me to take this straw hat into the backcountry when it's cold outside I wouldn't do it likewise a felt or a wool hat in summer ain't real practical you'll get too hot you're gonna sweat you're gonna ruin that hat straw will actually breathe it will actually keep you cooler it serves all the purposes we've talked about and repeated several times you know as far as all the the benefits that it brings to you being in the woods I can't tell you how nice it is to have a hat like this on when everybody else is swatting at bugs and gnats and skeeters and all that stuff and you say well they're not bothering me and they look over and they go well they're swarming all around your head yeah but they're not bothering me because they're not coming in beyond the brim of my hat so it's like I don't even know they're there they're not bothering me at all so I think we've had a pretty good discussion here today about hats I'm curious about what you folks could add to the conversation. Any questions you might have about hats? Um, I was going to tell you what my favorite 
places to get hats. Um, my favorite place, my absolute favorite place to order hats is from MillerHats.com. They're based in Texas. And I've been doing business with them for, golly, 25 years, something like that. Their website is not the most up-to-date. I mean, it, it's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant experience to um, shop on their website. But the quality of their hats are just fantastic. The attention to personalized detail. I mean, as far as getting exactly the right size, exactly the right collar, and those things. Miller Hats just excels at that. There's Stetson. I, I like Stetson's. And I like uh, their website is a lot more pleasurable to browse than the Miller Hats website. But when you want something made just for you and the prices are about the same, they're, they're competitive with Stetson. But Stetson offers you kind of these cookie cutter options and Miller Hats offers you all these personalized options. Uh, I like Miller Hats quite a bit. So MillerHats.com stetson.com and then there's a there was a hat shop when i lived in philadelphia that i really liked going to visit it was not too far from the liberty bell it was called hats in the belfry and they don't have physical locations anymore from what i understand but they do still have an online store so if you go to hats in the they've got some pretty good choices and so those are my three favorites of course, I've always wanted a Borsellino fedora, but I think that's more gimmick than anything else. I, I don't think the quality of their hats are any better than Stetson, any better than Miller. It's just that they're European and priced twice as much. Um, how about prices for these hats? So I told you I think I paid $20, $25, $30 for this uh, hat from Tractor Supply. That's a good price, in my opinion, for a hat that you're going to use as a beater up or out in the woods. To buy this hat from Stetson, you're looking at a hundred bucks, American dollars. I don't need to spend a hundred bucks. I would, but I don't need to. If I can find a very similar hat for 30 bucks, that is good for me. And uh, I mean, look at the hat, the hat looks handsome. I mean, don't I look handsome wearing this hat? I think you would agree. This hat complements the shape of my face and everything like that. It's got a three inch brim on it so it doesn't make my fat face look as fat uh you know that's another thing that happens the shorter the brim on the hat if you've got a a large hat it will just accentuate that so yeah thirty dollars for this felt hat or wool wool hat that's pretty good would i pay a hundred dollars for a stetson version of this hat when this one wears out and i if i can't find another one for 30 bucks sure how about this hat? These genuine Panamas. You're not going to get them for under $200. Not a good one. This rollable, just plan for $200. I would say, even if you're going to use it as an outdoor hat and beat it all up and everything like that, these things are so well made and they come with so many benefits for wearing in the hot temperatures that that price is it's worth paying they they will withstand a lot of abuse and uh, the benefits are just can't be underestimated how about these dress hats these very fine fedoras that are not meant for the outdoors these are meant for formal occasions and stuff like that you're looking at two hundred dollars uh, minimum for a good quality fedora like this made out of rabbit fur or wool uh, $200. Next step up from that would be about $300. So that's what you're looking at. And so now you, uh, hopefully you also understand why I wouldn't pay $300 for a very fine fedora meant for formal attire and take it into the woods with me. I'm not going to do that. $100, yes. $200, $300, no. Not going to do that. I wouldn't want to get this hat wet. I wouldn't want to sweat in it. 
I wouldn't want it to get you know dragged through dirt. I wouldn't want to, it to get things tossed on top of it or anything like that. So those are some considerations to think about. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion about hats. I sure have. And let's do it again next week. What do you say? We'll talk about something else. I hope to continue this discussion with you in the comments section or over at the practicalwoodsman.locals.com. Folks, take care. I'll see you next time.